This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's another episode of Off The Line Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, one of the hosts of the show, Eugene. As always, you can follow me at Fantasy Genes. That's G-E-N-E-S. And also, I got my my homie with me, Ike. How you doing? How you feeling, man? We came back from the expo. You know, it was a good weekend. How you feeling? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Yeah, like you said, the the, the expo was really dope. I was only there for a day. But even that, that day that I was there, it was a pretty awesome experience. I wish I was able to stay longer. But yeah, man, I, I had a I had a real good time. Um, you, y'all can follow me on Twitter at just underscore Ico9. But yeah, uh, so you stay you stay at the Expo a lot longer. Uh, what did you think about it? What was your What were your biggest takeaways from it? Man, it was it was a really good time. Um, one of the takeaways is just you know you run into a lot of people on Twitter that are you know. They're bigger than you. They got bigger following, and just how friendly everybody was. You know, even running into people in 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 you know, Ray's Discord and and Mike Mike and Adams Discord, and meeting some of them people and how how cool they were, and you know, just you know, chopping it up about life, not even just fantasy. So, shout uh, out to Mike was, and Adam, man. Shout out to bro, shout out to Mike bro. And Adam. First, first class, man. man. First class treatment, man. Bruh, bruh. Those are those are my guys right there, man. Like, yeah. If y'all listening, shout out, shout out to y'all, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all are my dogs. Y'all are my dogs. Yeah, sure. yeah, man. And then on top of that, you know, speaking of like Mike and Adam, you know, just meeting the rest of the group, man. Like that was our yeah. first time meeting Mike and Adam. That was our first time meeting Jay Rich, you know, and you know, just other people. Shout out man. Jay Rich. Shout out Jay Rich. Yeah, yeah, that boy is hilarious, man. He's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, just you know, just everybody, you know, one big family in terms of fantasy, you know, just you know, just you know, just having a good time, you know, even watching the Kings classic on Saturday morning, um, midday when they were doing their draft, the auction draft draft live. And after they did the redraft, that was pretty cool. They did that in the, in the, uh, the sky box at the uh, hall of fame stadium. And then just playing the flag football game, you know, they'll, you know, you know, that's one thing I was really, uh, eager to play and too bad that, um, we, we saw our boy Ray get taken out the first offensive, the first and only offensive play. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but you know it was a good time. I, I mean, really good time. Met a lot of people, so. Yeah, that's that's good, man. I can't wait till next year. I can't wait to run it back next year and hopefully I can stay more than one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, apparently I missed a lot. I was I missed a lot more after I left. But hey, yeah, we're you did. we're Yeah, this it, it was a it was a dope experience the the day that I was there. Yeah, man. Uh you know, we're getting really close to to the season. You know, we had our first preseason, our real first preseason week. Um, you know, it's almost about that time we're we're in the midst of now we're in the in the thick of redraft season for sure. So uh, before we get into that, uh, you know, is there any like training camp news or any preseason news that you know kind of stood out from you from this past weekend? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think the one that's on everybody's mind, like the biggest one. Well, yeah, I think the biggest one is. Uh, the, the hype train of Isaiah Pacheco in Kansas City, like that, <laughs> yeah, that thing is picking up steam, and we are like they they've left the station, and it is just in, in full like again full full speed ahead, full speed ahead. I, I don't think I've seen a seventh round rookie get this in training camp uh, like like Pacheco has, and I know we had I think Darwin Thompson a few years ago, but yep. 
But uh, this guy, man, he might have a legitimate chance at, at being – I'm not saying the RB1 out of the gate, but at some point he might take over that backfield. Like I don't think it would, I don't think it would surprise anybody because you know we've seen we've seen Clyde Edward Delaire for two two seasons be pretty pedestrian for the most part, and so they're just looking for any kind of any kind of juice in that backfield. And we've I've saw I've seen a couple of clips in training camp where he's running routes out of the backfield and setting up linebackers and and and, and routing them up and catching yeah. the ball and showing his explosive. You know, four three seven speed at like two hundred fifteen plus pounds. The guy can move, and for for being a seventh round pick, I mean, I that kind of athleticism in that backfield, it's going to be hard to keep him off the field. And it looks like you know it's going to be hard to keep. It's going to be hard to keep him off the field. You know, I think I think in the Chiefs preseason game, I know uh, you know Ceh got the first you know got the first seven snaps, and then the next back in was Pacheco. So I mean yeah. that they they're they're starting to show some trust in him and. You know, we we didn't believe it at first, but you know, Ronald Jones didn't even play with the the Mahomes group, so he's he he might get cut. And you know, it, it's kind of impossible for a team. Well, not necessarily impossible, but it's very rare that a team keeps four running backs on its roster um, for game days. So he might yeah. he might be seeing the boot if he's you know if if things continue to trend in the direction that they're trending. Yeah, I mean, just to add on to it, I mean, Kansas City's projected or or there's been reports saying that they're going to keep four but i mean ronald jones is the one that doesn't play special teams so he's definitely a candidate to get get the boot for sure uh you know the protect the pacheco hype is 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 getting crazy i mean i've seen some drafts where he gets drafted in the ninth round so yeah that's too rich (laughs) that's too rich for me man but yeah and ceh is getting drafted uh, about a round and a half before him in in most yeah. drafts that I've seen, most drafts that I've done. Yeah. So yeah, his I think I, I saw a tweet earlier where his ADP is up. I think almost fifty plus spots at least <laughs> over the last like week or so. So yeah, he's crazy. He, he's getting he's getting he's getting a lot of hype. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, another another set of news was you know the Zach the Zach Wilson injury, him uh, hurting that knee. When he was scrambling, uh, no non-contact. Luckily, it was it wasn't that serious, and he had that cleanup surgery today. They're expecting him to be out two to four weeks. We'll see. Uh, I know. So that means I know a lot of people saying, "Oh, that's Will's up for the whole wide receiver group." Because when we saw him get hurt last year, we saw Elijah Moore get unleashed. We saw the other, you know, the corpses of the other wide receivers actually look good. So uh, yeah. we saw Garrett Wilson even come out and say. That Flacco throws a wide receiver friendly ball compared to to Zach Wilson. So I, I mean, that's yeah. not something you want to hear. Um, it's not uh, hear it's not good. Hear a wide receiver say so, especially when you're that backup quarterback is 38 years old. So yikes. Yeah, yeah. He kind of he kind of understands you know how to how to get his receivers the ball at least at, you know, at least compared to Zach Wilson. And we haven't seen we haven't seen a ton of we haven't we've seen a, we've seen some flashes from Zach Wilson, but I can I can probably understand what you know Garrett Wilson is talking about where you know Zach Wilson could take a little bit off the ball. Yeah. You know, for a simple slant or a simple out route or simple just you know comeback route or something like that. So yeah, uh again, you know, week at least for at least for week one, I'm buying all the Jets receivers. <laughs> 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 well no, I mean I was already I was already buying Elijah Moore regardless of this news, but but yeah. DFS, DraftKings um, all these, <laughs> all these, uh, all these, all these pickums take the overs on Elijah Moore and Garrett oh, Wilson. Man. Week one. Damn, man, damn. <laughs> um, another one I know that is is close to your heart that that you might feel a little, uh, you know, you know that the angry fist shaking is the is the is the Antonio Gibson fumbling man. Like we saw him fumble in the preseason game. Then I just saw a video today of him fumbling in practice. Yeah, you, that, that, you, got, you got anything? I mean, I wasn't really worried, honestly, about the about the fumbling in the game, the fumbling in the, the first preseason game, because you know, again, it's week, it's preseason week one. I'm not going to overreact to that, uh, and it's and and then part of me, I'm I'm kind of inclined to not overreact to this this practice uh, practice fumble. The only the only time I'm going to overreact is if we get to week one and he's not on the field. 
<laughs> or he's barely on the field. That's that's when I'm going to overreact. That's when I'm going to overreact. But right now, like, I, based on what Antonio Gibson has put on tape um, through his first two NFL seasons, where he finished as a borderline RB1, despite having a lot of injuries, despite competing for targets with J.D. McKissick out of the backfield, you know, I, I still have faith in Antonio Gibson to turn it around. I still think he's super talented. You know, he's still super athletic. He's still he's still the most explosive, might be the most explosive guy on the team. You know, running back, wide receiver, or skill in in the skill group. So I still have faith in him. But you know, these these fumbles are are concerned. He did lead the NFL in fumbles last year, so that's something that he does. He he definitely needs to clean up. He definitely needs to clean that up. But um, I'm if if you were to if you were to put a scale on my worry, I'd probably put it at about a f- three and a half to four. But again, like I have to see it in week one, see him just not be on the field, you know, that often. Like if he gets like, let's say he gets like the first couple of carries in week one with who, you know, guess whoever they're playing, and then he fumbles and he doesn't see the field the rest of the game. That's when I'm going to be worried. But right now, I'm not worried, or not that worried. I think I, I'm I'm at a five, man. I'm 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 is is inching. I, I'm a little worried just you know just hearing the coach speak. Him doing the special teams work for whatever reason. I, I mean, usually you don't see your starting running back do any type of special teams. It's on kick returns now. It, it was on yeah. kick returns today. Yeah. Um, I mean, and granted, he did, after that report, he did do work with the first team. But still, like, I don't want to see my, my, my starting running back doing any type of special teams work when you got other – there's other bodies that can do that. I don't need to put, I don't need to be putting my body into that. So um yeah, like you said, we'll see. Uh hopefully that second game is more of a dress rehearsal and then we'll see what what what's really good with, with that situation for sure. Um what you know, about another uh, one is go yeah, ahead. I was gonna I was gonna say, what about Aaron Rodgers calling out his receivers for dropping? Yeah, the ball? <laughs> that's what that's what I was about to get to. Bruh, like <laughs> we've already damn. we've already I mean we've already we already know Aaron Rodgers. But this is, but like this is his thing, right? This is the thing. Yeah. This is what he does. Like he does not he does not really fuck with those young those young wide receivers. He doesn't. No, he, he you know, doesn't. If there's, a guy, if, if there's a guy that especially if they don't catch the ball. Especially if they don't yeah. catch the ball. I know like a couple of weeks ago he was praising Romeo Dubs, but you know. In the game, he dropped the pass that led to a, a Jordan Love interception, and apparently yeah. they've, they've been dropping balls in practice. I think I saw a video the other day of where he smoked somebody deep, smoked a, I think a Saints a Saints cornerback, and got open deep and then dropped. And so mm-hmm. you know, Aaron Rodgers' message was pretty pretty clear: if you can't catch the ball, you're not going to be on the field. So um, yeah, and I, and I know this is. I know that's music to the ears of guys who are buying and and targeting you know, Alan Lazard and drafts. I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it, look if 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 that's what if that's what it is, then that's what it is, right? So, but in terms of oh, then and, and then another thing that Aaron Rodgers said out on top of bashing his receivers, he he went ahead and said that Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon will be on the field a lot together this season. Yep. Yep. So, yep. If you can't rely on your receivers to catch the ball, rely on your two best players to get you to you know to to get you down the field. And their their two best players right now on offense are Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. So yep. and he's going and he's going to lean on them quite a bit. So that's why buying both of them in fantasy, uh, especially in your home leagues, is a is is a uh, it's a very smart a very smart thing to do for lack of a better term. So yeah. And and then um, the, the the Packers played the 49ers, and then the forty uh, the Forty Nineers quarterback Trey Lance. Did you see that dime that he threw though to Danny yeah, Gray? I did see that dime. Yeah, that did was see that dime. I'm just saying. Jimmy <laughs> G. Saying. Jimmy G. Can't do that, man. Jimmy G. Could never, would yeah. never. I remember seeing a a thread from uh, from Warren Sharp showing all of Jimmy Jimmy G.'s like ten ten. Uh, 10 longest passes that travel 10, 10 passes that traveled the mo- traveled the, uh, the furthest down the field. I think he was like one of nine for, I don't know, 35 yards and like two interceptions or something like that. And just terrible quarterback rating. And so, yeah, J- straight Lance, the, 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 the sky's the limit for him. We know he can throw the ball down the field. He has, he has, a, he has, he has, he has the arm strength and he, he can run. And, you know, I think he was, I think he 
you know, he was very efficient last year in, in his limited playing time. I think he had, you know, a high a fantasy points per drop back you know, compared compared to, to to many rookies that, that have come before him. So he's, I think he's ready to roll. I think he's ready to roll. Like those yeah. those accuracy concerns that we've been seeing in training camp, I don't I don't really care about any of that stuff. He's gonna he's gonna be a fantasy a fantasy football cheat code uh, this fall. So I'm looking yep. forward to seeing how that how that goes. Yep. And you know, that brings me to the title of this this episode that we're putting on together is bold predictions for the 2022 season. Uh, where we, you know, we get a little out of the box, hopefully a little out of the box in terms of what we think could happen this in terms of range of outcomes for this particular season for you know particular players. So I guess we'll see where we land at. Hopefully we don't have the same players. We haven't looked at see what we got. So yeah, we haven't. Gonna, so this is going to be a surprise for everybody. So I am going to go first. Yes. And my first bold prediction for the season is that Gerald Everett is going to finish the top 12 tight end for the season. Ooh, that's not bold. <laughs> hey, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta work my way. I gotta work my way. You know, you, you gotta start. Started. You gotta, gotta give them a little big. I give yeah, them a little pepper. just a little bit, man. A little pepper, yeah, just a little bit. So, you, so, so you they get, can handle. So you are gonna give them a little pepper that's out of that little small, the little small packet that comes in the silverware, huh? You gonna give them exactly. that? Okay, exactly. That, comes with that, that has the salt on one side, the pepper on the other. You're going to give them a little bit of that pepper. <laughs> All right, I got exactly. you. I got you. All right, so, so my reason is that because last year he, he finished tight end 21 in an offense where led by Russ Wilson, where he doesn't really – he's never really targeted the, the, the tight end ever in his career because he hasn't really had anybody uh, of, of, of note besides what, Jim, uh, Jimmy Graham. Um, so um, on top of that – He's playing. He's going to be playing with a quarterback in Justin Herbert, who likes to throw the the ball to the tight end um, in great spots. We saw him throw the ball to Jared Cook, especially towards the end zone area last year a lot. Jared Cook finished the tight end seventeen. Uh, Jared Cook was ninth in routes ran last year. He was fourth in slot snaps. Jared Everett is a better athlete than than Jared Cook, um, and Jared Cook was second in drops. I know that's one thing that's plagued Jared Everett, but I know this past. This past season, he had maybe he had just one drop this past season. So I think all those things combined, mixed with uh, the the Chargers' condensed offense, you know the targets are going to a specific set of players, which would be about four of them. Uh, so and Jer- Jared Everett would be one of those. So I think those combined with that high power offense, I think I think he'll be finishing a top twelve tight end. You know, I like it. I like it. Uh, the, the 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 passing volume in in LA should be should should be you know hot and heavy. So you know he's being he's he's in that offense. Justin Herbert's setting records. His first two years and you know first two years has the most passing yards and most touchdowns of any quarterback in NFL history over his first two years. So um, you know you want a piece of that offense, and there's going to be a lot of shootouts because they intersect the the NFC West, I believe. Yeah. So uh, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna play the Rams. They're gonna play the Cardinals. Um, so yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have some in the 49ers, so they're gonna play some some you know pretty some pretty good teams that are expected to score points this year. So I like yeah. I like that uh that Gerald Everett pick. On top of playing their division twice and, each and the division twice, yeah. So and they've and the lines have already came out. They're all those games are all over 50. All over 50. So. Yeah, I heard that the other day. Yep. So yep. there, there's Sign gonna be up. a lot of points. Sign me up. Sign, Sign me up. Yeah, that's a good one. So the one that I the, the first one I want to start out with. I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little something. I'm gonna give you a little spice. I'm gonna give you a little uh, Louisiana hot here. Uh, <laughs> Miles Sanders will score double digit touchdowns in 2022. Oh shit! <laughs> That's right. He will score oh. double digit touchdowns in 2022. Yeah. Now look, I understand that he has a, pa- a hamstring injury right now, and then there's just talk about Kenny Gainwell. You know, potentially, you know, uh, you know, taking over the backfield. Um, Assuming his hamstring is healthy by week one, assuming everything checks out, I, he's, I think he's still, he, still is, he still is the best running back on that roster. Uh, he's top five in breakaway run, you know, breakaway run percentage at 35% last year and top five in true yards per carry. Um, since 2019, he's fourth in yards per touch amongst all NFL running backs at 5.66. And, and, the, and get this, this is, the, this is one of the biggest reasons why you know he he he's he's due for a lot of positive touchdown regression. The last player before Miles Sanders to score zero touchdowns 
on at least 150 touches was Melvin Gordon in 2015. And what did Melvin Gordon do the following year in 2016? He scored double-digit touchdowns, and he finished as the overall RB7. So, and and this offense is is a much better rushing team than that than that uh, Chargers offense was in 2016. And you know, I know Jordan and uh, Miles Sanders was second in red zone touches last year uh, um, uh, on the Eagles because Jordan Howard was there, but Jordan Howard is no longer there. And you know, Kenny Gainwell was behind was behind Miles Sanders despite Miles Sanders missing you know five games last year. So. I think Miles Sanders is due for a lot of regression, and he's going to score double-digit touchdowns because he is the most talented back uh, on that roster. And him going as the RB27, his ADP is going to continue to fall. He's going in the eighth, potentially ninth round. I think in home leagues by the end of August, he'll probably settle somewhere around the seventh round, seventh, eighth round. I'm I'm gobble, I'm gobbling that up if if I can if I if I don't have if if I've if I have a strong receiver core and maybe one or two running backs before then Miles Sanders as my third as my RB three sign me up so Miles Sanders double digit touchdowns 2022 what's that hey I, I'm not going to debate that one man it's, it's it's in the range of outcomes for sure um, I don't know what the, how I want to feel about the Kenneth Kenneth Gainwell. No chatter. <laughs> I don't know, man. But I, I do know that Philly returns pretty much their their full offensive line. Everybody's back healthy. So Solid offensive uh, line, man. Yeah, I think top three offensive line in the league, top five for sure. Uh, so uh, it's definitely in the range of outcomes, um, especially when we think that offense uh, is going to be really, really, really good potentially. So And they just uh, got A.J. Brown. So, you know. The- yeah. The, the the box is going to be pretty light, yeah. And he already and, he, and he's increases yards per carry every single year since he's been in the yeah. that he's been in the league. So yeah, I think yeah. I think he's due for a a a, a huge positive uh, TD regression. Yeah, which leads me to my second bold prediction. Uh, staying on the Eagles, I have Jalen Hurts finishes as the top three quarterback uh, for the season. Uh, last year we saw him; he was a QB one for the first 11 weeks of the season. And then he had the terrible game against the Giants, I believe, got hurt. And then, yeah. I mean, he still finished top top 10. I think he finished nine overall. But, uh, you know, when he 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 struggled that game and, and he was hurt. So, and then he just kind of kind of felt wasn't really the same after that. Um, we did see him, even though they, they, they ran the most uh, r- running plays after week four uh, for the season when they switched up their offense after they weren't winning any games when they had Jalen Hurts throw the ball a lot. Uh, he was still third in air, yard, air yards per attempt, um, which is really, really good at nine yards per uh, per attempt, which is really good for our offense that that uh, was 29th in the league in pass attempts per game. So, And then, again, like, we, like you just said, they just added A.J. Brown. Um, you know, you still got another year of Smitty on the outside. You got – Dallas Goddard, who we've already seen him have full trust in. You saw how often that he targeted him, especially in that playoff game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think all those things mixed together, the offensive line fully healthy. Um, this is a make or break year for for Jalen. Do you get your contract or don't you? Because we we got all these weapons for you. Um, mix all those things together. I think he finishes top three uh, QB and he gets that second. He gets that contract and he 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 becomes the you know the solidified quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. I love it. I love it. Um, I've been taking a lot of Jalen Hurts in in best ball because in the sixth, seventh round, I, I'm like smashing the button almost every time. So, like, because I, I I think he's going to have a hell of a year. I think he's going to finish top three as well. So, I think we are actually in lockstep <laughs> on, yeah, on yeah. What, we, what we think Jalen Hurts is going to be, especially going to AJ Brown, Goddard, and his rushing ability. He's he's a Konami code. He's a cheat code. Yep. Know, as at the quarterback position. So, yeah. I'm I'm all for that, which speaking, is not good for our Cowboys, though. It's not good for our, it's not good for our Cowboys, but hey, we did it to ourselves, right? We we are due some, <laughs> yeah. we we are you know the Cowboys are due for some you know regression on defense and uh, you know regression overall from all those turnovers that we had and you know how how crazy efficient our offense was. So they're they're due for a little bit of regression. Yeah, but staying on the topic of quarterbacks and staying on the topic of Konami Code quarterbacks. My next one is Justin Fields finishes as a top eight quarterback in fantasy. 
Justin Fields, yes. That Justin Fields that has all has all that, that shitty offensive environment, no receivers outside of Darnell Moody, that guy. Um, the last five games in 2021, he finished as the quarterback 13 overall. Uh, week eight, or, or the, I'm sorry, the last five games that he started, uh, he finished as a quarterback 13 overall. Uh, week eight, he, had, he finished as a QB five. Week nine, finished as a QB 10. Week 11, finished as a QB 30. That was bad. But week 14 and week 15, finished as a QB 10. Um, he he upped his rushing yards. I think he was around 60, six, almost 60 rushing yards per game over his last four full um, healthy games. And he finished top five in rushing yards per game and sixth and seventh in, in, carries, in carries per game um, at the quarterback position. Uh, one of Justin Fields' biggest strengths as a passer is throwing, throwing the ball deep. He's going to be doing that a lot to Darnell Mooney. Um, that's what they you know drafted, uh, a.k.a. reached on Velas Jones for to stretch the field. So that that could be a, he could potentially be a thing, and, and Cole Komet is a is an ascending you know, young tight end. He was unlucky in the touchdown department, so I think he's gonna he's gonna regress positively in that department as well. Um, so I, I think Justin Fields has has a lot going for him, despite the offensive environment around him is not as ideal as we would like. He does have a new quarterback, um, so he he does have a new coordinator. He does have has he does have a new offense. So that that should be a positive for him, as you know, versus the Matt Nagy offensive system that was just handcuffing him and and had training wheels on most of the season and wearing and wearing double condoms most of the season. So there, uh, so there's a <laughs> so there there there's a lot to like despite the the environment for um, for Justin Fields because he can run. He's a canonical quarterback, and you know, with those with the way that he finished last year and with the new with the new system in place, I think it's not out of the realm of possibility that he finishes as a top eight quarterback in fantasy. Okay. Um, you know, we'll see. I, I He has the potential. I, I definitely get that. But, I mean, we saw what he did towards the, the, the end of the year when he was a little more unlocked, like you said, when, he, when we got, got done with the condom sex type offense. <laughs> and allowed him to double, <laughs> allow, double condo, double. He right, double, double condo. You right, um, and allowed him to get busy. You know, a little less restricted. Uh, we saw him do do some good work. Uh, you know, called some play action, <laughs> some rollout, some play action passes. You know, and and those things. You know, unlocked the offense a little bit. So, uh, I definitely, I can, I can get with it. I can definitely get with it. So. Yeah. And hopefully, and hopefully goal. they use hopefully they use some more they they, they use some uh, pre snap motion because I think they were near the bottom of the league using pre snap motion yep. as well. So yep. Yep. that that could be another thing that can change and that can throw the defense off. Yep. All right. My next bold prediction: We're going to Seattle, man. You know, coach established it himself. I got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett finishing outside the top twenty four wide receivers uh, this season. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so when we saw uh, Russ Wilson get hurt from week six all the way to when he came back, you know, to the rest of the season when he ends up coming back from his injury a little early to the end of that season, we saw Tyler Lockett finish wide receiver 19. And then we saw Metcalf finish wide receiver 13, I mean, 23. Um, you know, so I multiply that with the, you know, the nonsense they got in their quarterback room currently with, with Geno Smith and and, and, <laughs> and Drew Locke um, mixed with, you know, the 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 coach and their offensive play calling. Like they just talk. If you want to talk about double condom type offense, that's definitely like they're probably using like, you know, the dried up condoms that you had in high school in your in your wallet. There was like melted. <laughs> and you try to and when you wanted to use it, you can't use it because it's like it don't it don't work. Like yeah, it, so you don't get to do anything. Any that type of offense, you don't get to do nothing. And then on top of that, their offensive line is just one of the worst in the league again this year. Oof. Yeah, I, I don't. I I just I I don't see an outcome where where these two can flourish, man. I don't. I think they both finished outside the top twenty four. I was I was listening to uh, Evan Silver the other day, and he asked he asked a very very uh, good question. Can the Seahawks even get first downs? <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that man. He was he was saying not even touchdowns. We're talking first, first downs. downs. Can they even get, can downs. they even get ten yards on a given possession? Can they, only consistently? Can they do that? Like that's like it, it's it was hilarious to to hear it, but at the same time, it's a legitimate question because how are they going to move the ball? I mean, they have talented players, 
but their offense is their their quarterbacks are terrible. Their offensive line is bad, and and Pete Carroll still has that archaic established philosophy, like we said, like you mentioned. So, yeah, I don't I don't know, man. But yeah, Metcalf and and, and Lockett, they're both two talented cats at wide receiver, but. Yeah, outside of the top twenty-four, I, I would I would like to believe that one of them, at least one of them, finishes inside the top twenty-four. And if, but hey, this is this is probably another bold take. If if I were to choose one, I would probably choose Tyler Lockett over Metcalf to yep, finish I inside think I the would top. Too. I would yeah. I would I would choose uh, Lockett over Metcalf. Um, but I, but I know one argument that people might have is like, hey, look at the look at the weeks that Geno started, and look at. Metcalf's numbers, yeah, he looked good uh, during a couple of those weeks. But is that something you're gonna rely on for the whole season? You think he's? <laughs> I'm not gonna put my money on that yeah, for damn sure. I, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, betting on the Seattle the Seattle Seahawks offense to 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 get you some a uh, positive returns. I yeah, I, that's just that's not a smart bet. Not that's not a bet that I would make. I'm not making. No, it. no. I mean, I like so like. I, for- I like the value. I like the value that you're getting with Tyler Lockett because he's going so far behind DK Metcalf in drafts right now. So DK Metcalf is going at like the wide receiver 24 exactly on the button, and yeah. Lockett is in the 40s in the wide receiver 40s, and that gap should just not be as wide as it is. You know, because what I mean, what's the difference between they've they've been producing close to the same clip um, since they've been since they've been in the league together. So. Yeah, or since they've been on the team together, so I don't, I don't know why, why there's such a wide disparity between their ADPs. But that's just me. I, I the only person that I would probably see myself with a lot of is Tyler Lockett because he's going so late. And that, yeah, cheaper. He's much cheaper. Yep, much cheaper. Yep. All right, so the next one I have, we're gonna go to the AFC East. And hmm. We're gonna go to the New England Patriots backfield. Okay. Ramondre Stevenson finishes as a top. 15 running back hmm okay so there's a lot there's a lot of positive indicators in his favor so we have the james white retirement uh, a couple weeks you know about a week ago damian harris is was was the you know he had a phenomenal year last year 15 touchdowns over a thousand yards but he was only the the the, the rb20 in points per game and finished i think overall as a top 14 running back because he didn't catch passes. Ramondre yep. Stevenson catches passes. He can catch passes. He showed that ability to Oklahoma in, in, in the small sample size that he had uh, in 2021, catching the ball. He, was, he, was, he did really well. He graded out pretty well. And you know, Bill Belichick came out, I think a couple of days ago, said that he's, he's liked the strides that he's made improving his pass pro, which, which denotes that he's going to be on the field on third downs. Because you know, I don't, I don't really see anybody else taking that role. So if and and, and on top of that, Stevenson has been getting the majority of the first team reps in training camp, and he mm-hmm. didn't play. He didn't play in the Patriots. Did he play? I don't think he played in the, play, the Patriots no, preseason game. He he did it. So that that all these things kind of bode well for for Stevenson to you know to to, to smash this year. I, I think he's 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 had a phenomenal uh, training camp. Um, you know, last year some of his metrics, he was fourth in juke rate. He was 15th in yards created per touch, and he had the third highest PFF grade um, from the running back position. And he was a rookie, so he's—I think he's teed up the smash, and he's still going pretty late in drafts. He's still going in the RB, the late RB 30 or the early RB 30 range. So I think he's going in the, the middle of the, I think in the middle of the eighth or ninth round, and that's pretty damn good value for where he's going and what he's expected to do. He's he's already passed Damian Harris in ADP, so I think you know Ramondre Stevenson. There's a path for him to finish as a top 15 running back. Yeah, I definitely can get with that. Um, you know, there's a lot of reports, you know, you know, rumblings that they might even be looking to the trade uh Damian Harris. I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's smart for them to do that uh because of the return they would get in terms of compensation draft picks. I think they would, I think they would just let him walk. Um, but I can def- there's definitely a range of outcomes for for Stevenson to to out outproduce him because he can he can catch balls he can run he really good runner fit, very very efficient runner I think he had uh, a, like you say he had a better two grade um, we see him he was more more effective as a runner than than uh, Damian uh, when you look at the numbers 
the only threat for for Stevenson in terms of you know the reception work is is Ty Montgomery. I mean, that was another player that did not play in that first game. I know, I know. Uh, somebody, I mean, people have came out and said that they wanted to use him in that James James White role. So we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know the last time we've seen Ty Montgomery be anything anything of any relevance in in fantasy. So. Um, and you never know with the Patriots, they do some, some weird things. <laughs> they so, do. They do. So, so we'll see, but I mean, overall, I like that. I like that. Um, you know, when we talk next week, when we do our tiers and positional rankings, you'll, you might, you might, we might be seeing some, some, some movement of, of some sorts and you might see Stevenson above Damien, but I guess we'll see when we get to that next week. Yep. Um, my next bold prediction, Adam Thielen finishes with 10 plus touchdowns for the third straight season. Oh, um, no. Okay. Yeah. Last year he finished with a uh, almost 15 15% touchdown rate was which was I believe 7th in the league last year. Um for somebody that only caught the ball only had 67 receptions, we saw him have, bring in 10 touchdowns. I think he was um I think he was above average in terms of uh, red zone targets. I think he had 15, and 13 of those were receptions. And out of that 13, I believe uh, half of those were touchdowns. So, uh, you know, it's a great conversion rate. We've seen, you know, we know Kirk Cousins loves Thielen when we when they get near the red zone. Uh, even in 2020, uh, Thielen finished with an 18% touchdown rate, which was third in the league in 2020. So, uh, you know, mixed that with Kevin McConnell's already coming out saying like, we, hey, we're coming out here. We're we're opening it up even more. We're gonna be out here throwing the rock. Uh, you got Justin Jefferson, so you know Thielen's never getting doubled. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the rise of KJ uh, uh, Osborne. Uh, you still got Dalvin Cook. You got Irv Smith coming back from injury from from his uh, missing the whole last year. So all those things together, I think, is definitely in the in the range of possibilities for for Adam Thielen to you know get double digit touchdowns again. So. Yeah, you know, a lot of people talk about people regressing, you know, with touchdowns and things of that nature. He's had 24 touchdowns over the last two years, but sometimes, hey, maybe he's just good at scoring touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have we considered that? <laughs> I mean, he's his his route running, his route running, despite you know him getting a certain age, his route running is is always going to be very solid. He's one of the top route runners in the league. He's he and he knows how to get open in the in the red zone near near the goal line. So sometimes he's just good at scoring touchdowns and just being open when Kirk Cousins needs him. So yeah, I don't I, I ain't mad at that one at all. I'm not mad at that one at all. I think I think he I mean that's that's a very realistic possibility. And, that, and in drafts he's going at, he's going out of value because of all the attention that's being devoted to to Justin Jefferson. So um, I, yeah. I I do like that. I do like that. Um, he's going to score double digit touchdowns again for the third straight year. So that's a cool one. Um, and we're gonna stick. We're gonna stick with wide receivers. We're gonna go all the way to Kansas City. Wide receiver and rookie Sky Moore will outscore Juju Smith-Schuster this year. <laughs> you got to keep the narrative. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, on brand, on brand. You are gotta on stay, brand for sure. Stay on brand. I mean, look. I mean, it's 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 really simple to, for me. Uh, I'm not really a big believer in, in Juju at this moment in time, and we haven't seen him be good in four years, in about three and a half, four years. So, I mean, he's still living off of the 2018 hype where, you know, he was the number eight wide receiver in fantasy, you know, averaged nearly 19 points a game, and, you know, led the Steelers in receptions um, with with over 100, um, and was number five in the NFL in, you know, in receiving yards. But that was 2018 where he had Antonio Brown on the other side. But the following year, when he was asked to be the number one, he 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 flopped. Twenty twenty, he was asked to be the number one. He he caught ninety seven balls, but he it was less it was, it was for less than eight hundred and fifty yards, um, and he was only saved that year by scoring nine touchdowns. Um, in a in a, and I think the Steelers they they passed the ball at a ridiculously high clip that year, but he wasn't very efficient. His yards per route run has been going down every single year, but I mean. You know, again, at the end of the day, the NFL is kind of they, they, they've 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 told us what we need to know about Juju, right? The last two years, he's been a free agent and he's only signed two one-year deals. That's for me, that's a red flag. I don't think that's I mean that that's a red flag. It just tells you that they these these teams 
aren't really aren't really viewing him um, as as a guy that they can build their offense around or funnel targets to a, fun, a funnel targets through. And so um, you know, and but you know, Sky Moore on the other hand, I mean, he's he's been tearing up training camp. He's been developing a chemistry with Mahomes. They're already moving him around in, in different formations. He's getting carries out of the backfield. He, he's he's being um, he, he's in the slot right now. Um, and then and then today. And then today uh, we saw that McCall Hardman was uh, carted off w- with a groin injury, so that's going to be even more playing time um, for Sky Moore um, and, and to, to use him, you know, to use him a lot, you know, a lot sooner, um, a, lot, a lot sooner than later. And so, I mean, the Chiefs they have the third most vacated air yards, you know, heading into this year at sixty-two point one percent, and Tyreek Hill accounted for almost seventeen hundred of that. So. Um, there's not a lot separating Juju and Sky Moore right now, and I just think that's you know Sky Moore's you know draft capital, you know he's a, he's the more explosive player now um, at, at this point in their career. He's you know Sky Moore is the, mo- the more explosive player. He showed that at the combine. Um, he showed that when he was you know dominating at a small school, Western Michigan last year. He had a 43% dominator rating um, at Western Michigan, so he was he was absolutely killing it. Um, I, I think I think Sky Moore is going to outscore uh, Juju, and he's obviously a lot cheaper in drafts. So now I would much rather take a flyer on on Sky Moore in the in the ninth round um, than than Juju in the fourth, where he's probably going to get drafted this, um, in, in, in in redraft leagues of this fall. Yeah, four is fourth or fifth, fourth or fifth round. I think that's kind of where he's going. But yeah, I <laughs> I am passing on that ten times out of ten, eleven times out of ten. Yeah, I hope it's not fourth, but um, I mean, I, I hear you, man. I'm, I, I'm war- I'm starting to warm up a little bit to the juju idea, but I think I, I didn't want to be high on Sky more because I just thought, you know, you, you start hearing MVS looks good and all this other. I mean, uh, Hardman's okay, and you know, they're looking to use whatever running backs, and you know, Sky Moore was hurt, but. You know, every time you you look at reports, it's Sky Moore is doing this, Sky Moore is doing that. So, um, I'm, I mean, I, I think he's gonna be good this first year, man. Um, but I still want to hold out hope that that Juju outproduces him. But I mean, that's slowly, that's slowly but surely. But I mean, I, I mean, I think they're both gonna be good actually, because. I mean, somebody has to catch the ball because it's not gonna be it's not gonna be Cole. I mean, we we seen what he's what he, what he can do. Uh, so, you know, Kelsey, I, Kelsey I, might get two hundred targets. <laughs> bro, is one hundred and seventy five over under yeah, 100, 169 and a half targets for Travis Kelsey. Targets, shit, man, that's probably over, man. Yeah, yeah, that's he's he's over. gonna he's gonna get targeted heavily, heavily. Yeah, heavily. All right, so. My last bold prediction. Let's see what I got here. All right, cool. My last bold prediction is that we're going back. No, actually, we haven't been here. So, actually, we have been here. So, we're going back to the NFC East. Uh, you know, Danny Danny Dines is their quarterback, <laughs> and um, this is an ambiguous wide receiver room. I think Kadarius Tony will. Well, not think I. He will lead the Giants in receiving with over 1,100 receiving yards uh, this coming season. Um, mm. Yeah, okay. I, I think it's, heft, it's hefty for for our wide receiver that we haven't seen really healthy uh, throughout his first year. But during the first year, the first season, I mean, we saw, you know, we saw a 29% target share rate whenever he was on the field. I, I think he he was fifth most targeted in the league. In terms of rate wise versus man coverage, mm-hmm. uh, he had an elite yards per route run with uh, a little over two, two point one three, I believe. Um, and then, like I said, it's an ambiguous wide receiver room. Um, I th- he's the most talented out of the bunch. Uh, we've seen. I mean, if you see any videos of, of Kenny Galladay, he looks. I don't know what happened to him. He looks washed. Like yeah, you've seen him run going drills. Yeah, I don't know if he's going through the motions or, you know, his body just can't explode. I don't know what it is, uh, but he looks washed. Uh, you know, Wandell, he's a – I mean, he's a rookie wide receiver. I'm not sure how much they're going to depend on him. Uh, the tight ends are garbage. Um, really the only other <laughs> – hey, Don't disrespect really, Daniel Ballinger like that. <laughs> don't disrespect Daniel Ballinger. The only, the only true competition for him is Saquon. He, he's a running back, so – 
yeah, I, I just think they they have no choice but to pepper this dude. You know, Dayball, we saw what he we can do when he's had a great wide receiver like you know Stephon Diggs, and I think Kadarius has those type of traits where he can you know get open when he wants to if he's healthy. So I think there's great possibility for him to to crack a thousand yards for sure if healthy and that the staff doesn't hate him. So uh, you know sure. over eleven hundred yards. Yeah, that, that's. I mean, that's a that's a, that's a good one. Um, I, I know, I know we're, we're I know we're both high on him. I know we're both high on Kadarius Tony and him bouncing back this year. And he was one of only two rookies to average two yards per route run last year. And obviously, Jamar Chase was the other one. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and you know, he was fifth for rookies in yards per route run over in, in the past five seasons. So, he, he's you know he he's he's got some he's got some things you know uh, you know working for him for sure. So I, I like I like the call. I like the call there. All right, so finally, I'm going to round it out. We're going to stay, you know, you know, we're going to stay in the NFC East. Seems like we've covered every team except the Commanders, but we're going to stay here. Uh, we're going to we're going to stay in the AFC uh, NFC East, and we're going to talk about our boy Dak Prescott. Hmm. He's going to finish as a top four quarterback this year. Top four quarterback. Now, okay, talk uh, to me about this one. Yeah, we, we yeah we got we got lots to talk about. Don't worry, I got I got I got some things for you. So. Um, yeah, I get, you know, he's, he's down a couple of receivers this, this off season. He lost Amari Cooper inexplicably to a ridiculous trade. I don't want to revisit that. Um, get, get angry, think about it, but whatever. Uh, Cedric Wilson, Cedric Wilson left, uh, via free agency to the Dolphins. And James Washington hurt him, hurt himself, uh, hurt his, hurt his foot, I believe, uh, earlier, earlier in training camp. Um, although he wasn't really expected to be that big of a contributor, um, so that leaves just Jalen Tolbert and CeeDee Lamb and you know, for the receivers, and then everybody else behind them is unproven. But the, the bottom line is this. You know, Dak Prescott is finally healthy. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is his first off-season off since the 2019 offseason that he was not, like, rehabbing or had something affecting him, like, you know, like COVID. Like, this is, this would, this is his first, this is his first normal offseason and the first normal training camp uh, since 2019. And so, you know, he's, you know, and, and ever since Dak has been in the league, he's, he's increased his passing touchdowns, especially each of the last three full seasons that he's played, you know, 2018, 20, 22 touchdowns, 2019, 30 touchdowns, and then 2021, his full season, um, he, he had 37 touchdowns. Um, you know, like I said, just spent, spent all, most of 2021 offseason rehabbing his ankle. He still came out and, and, and balled. He's still balled. Um, and he, he was, you know, t- I think he was the QB, the QB finished at the top 10 quarterback in fantasy. I think every full, every, every season that he's been a starter, except I think 2017 or 2018, he's finished as at least as, as a top 10 quarterback. And, you know, the Cowboys will probably, they'll probably regress a little bit this year, especially on defense because of, you know, they, they just, they got significantly lucky with turnovers and forcing turnovers, which we love to see. But as we know, year to year, that just that, that there's a lot of variance uh, with turnovers. Um, so they'll be forced to pass a little bit more. And and the Cowboys are already one of the top, you know, the, the, t- the top offenses in the league when it comes to running a lot of plays. Um, I think they've they've been you know second, sixth, and uh, sixth. I, I think they've been like sorry, they've been second, second, and first in in uh, in plays run. Or, or pace per play um, the last three years since Kellen Moore has been the offensive coordinator. So they're going to be, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be getting in and out of the huddle running plays and, and their pass rate is, is relatively high as well. And so I think, um, you know, coupled all this with just, you know, CD lamb and, and Dalton Schultz being his trusted safety blankets and him running more because he's, he's fully healthy. I think he, I think there's a path for him to finish the top four, at least top five quarterback um, in fantasy. Cause he's, you know, every year in fantasy, he's, when he's fully healthy, he 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 gets you fantasy points more often than not. And last thing, you know, quarterbacks that have had games of twenty five plus fantasy points the most often since twenty nineteen, Dak is second only to Lamar Jackson at forty one percent. Lamar Jackson is forty three percent. So hmm. when when Dak has big games, he he had he's had big games more often than a lot of quarterbacks um, in the league since twenty nineteen. So just just keep that just keep that in mind. In in twenty twenty. In 2020, he missed. Um, he missed most of the season because he broke his ankle in week five. But yeah. you know, before you know, in 2020, you know, before he broke his ankle, he had, I think, three 400 yard games or something, something along those lines. Yeah. So he was off to a, a you know a, 
a hellacious start uh, in, in that regard. So I think I think there's a distinct possibility that Dak could could be a top four fantasy quarterback. I, I mean, I can get with it. I I would want to see our you know some weapons emerge before uh, Gallup gets back for me to be like, all right, I'm fully on board. So, but I mean, it's definitely in a range of outcomes. We know how much Kellen Moore likes throwing the ball, even when it's not having changes for the, for the offense, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) But on that note, you know, that was the end of our, you know, bold predictions. You know, we both have five each, you know, let us know. Let us know what you think about our bold predictions. Hopefully, I mean, I'm I'm guessing that at least four of mine are gonna hit. I don't know about yours, but <laughs> I, think, I think my bold predictions are gonna hit. <laughs> you said at least four. Uh, just yeah, just recap. Re, let's let's recap the bold predictions for the people, just in case they uh they're they're unclear about which one. Uh, which All right, one. yeah. So so my bold predictions were uh, Jared Everett finishes top twelve tight end uh, for the season. Uh, Kadarius Tony will lead the Giants in receiving with over 1,100 receiving yards. Uh, Jalen Hurts will finish top three in quarterbacks this season. Adam Thielen will finish with uh, 10-plus touchdowns for the third straight season. And uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett will finish outside the top 24 for the season. How about you? And then mine, where uh, Justin Fields finishes as a, t- as a top eight quarterback in fantasy. Ramondre Stevenson finishes as a top, running, top 15 running back. Miles Sanders will score double-digit touchdowns. Sky Moore will outproduce Juju Smith-Schuster, and Dak Prescott will finish as a top-four quarterback. Yeah, man. So we'll we'll probably be posting these somewhere on the internet. You know, you might see it on TikTok. You might see it on Twitter. So, so roast us, roast yeah, us so accordingly. Roast us. Exactly, roast us. You know, praise us. You know, let us know what you think about our predictions. Um, as always, you know, as our is your boy Eugene. You can follow me on Fantasy Genes, G-E-N-E-S. You got Ike. You can follow him at just underscore Ike09 on Twitter. And also our official Twitter handle at off the line FF. Uh Ike, you got anything before we get out of here? Yeah, no, just uh, you know, y'all, y'all have a good night. Uh, make sure you, you you subscribe, you rate and review, check out all the ta- content on the on the Destination Devi channel. We got a lot, of, we got a lot of things going, a lot of things moving. Uh shout out to the squad. Um, but yeah, anywhere you get your podcast, you know, you know, if you tune in, tune in, let us know, um, again, like, like subscribe, rate and review, let us know what, you know, what you think of the pod, send us any feedback, anything of that nature. Yeah, man. We appreciate y'all tapping in, man. Yeah. Subscribe to the newsletter. Also, we've been putting in a lot of work in terms of getting it out to the people, a lot of good information Yes, sir. to click. So go ahead and tap into that. Again, we'll holler at y'all next week. Y'all be safe. Until then, you know, get ready for your drafts. You know, the season's approaching. So let's yes, get sir. ready. Let's get for our drafts. So peace out. Peace out.